Group, a best-selling author, leadership coach. She's authored not one, but two books, um, an intuitive business consultant, someone who specializes in problems like business owners that might not have enough revenue, how to get out of certain problems. Maria personally has had some challenges and obstacles in life that she's overcome that I'm excited to get into because I think that could be maybe a roadmap for some of you guys out there pursuing freedom that need a little bit more of a push or a different perspective on things to be able to overcome some of the challenges you're facing today. Maria, thank you so much for coming on. I know one of the things that you do and focus on is helping businesses not making enough money. A lot of brokerages and agents and investors that I'm talking to, their business is down 30%, maybe even 70% from what it was six months or a year ago. People are struggling that I'm talking to. A lot of them are. That being said, can you kind of walk us through how you might coach somebody in this type of position? Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Hello, everyone. My name is Maria Kellis, and I'm excited to be here. I, I do like to find solutions, not problems. And uh, I'm going to demonstrate that by telling you that everything in life is your choice. And I'm going to start a little bit differently because I want you to understand the logic behind why you have control over everything in your life. Well, stay with me on this for a moment. And what you can do to increase your business and have phenomenal results, extraordinary results, as I call them, no matter what the economy does, no matter what you do, no matter what the weather does, no matter what, it's really your choice. And let, let me start by saying that it is not what the economy does. It's not COVID. It's not um, in any economy, in any economy, people thrive and in any economy, people fail. This is, it's really easy to go into this victim mode where we say, well, it's not me, it's the economy. And look, everybody's business is down, mine too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And this has nothing to do with you. I believe that we create our own world. I believe that everything that we do is our own creation, good and bad. And that's important to understand and accept because if you just say, yep, it's all my creation, then you stop feeling like a victim. I like to speak about four levels of responsibility. And stay with me on that. Things happen to me, so I'm a victim. The economy's down, the weather changed, there's a tornado, there's whatever. Things happen for me, so I'm the lucky one. It still presupposes a little bit of a victim attitude because it assumes that things happen externally, but at least you feel like and you feel really good. And when we feel good, we create good results. When you start with a smile in the day, believe it or not, you'll do better. And then the third level is I am the observer. Things happen. Not good, not bad. They just happen. I don't put any judgment. I just see them. And the level where I like to operate and I like to encourage people to operate from is things happen through me. I am the creator. So remember again, things happen to me, things happen for me, things happen, things happen through me. So when we are the creator, we let go of, oh my God, who am I supposed to blame for this? There's no one to blame. Okay, it happened. 
and you can use your creativity to find solutions. Every solution that I have ever found in my business has been something outside the box, and it's always there when I least expect it. So now I expect it, of course, out of practice, but I know that whenever things seem like there's no solution, they, the, I seem to be in an impasse, that is exactly the moment where I'm right before a breakthrough. So I always say from breakdown to breakthrough, we, we always say that, but I practice this. That means that I don't lose hope when things are bad. Because believe it or not, the fact that you lose hope is exactly the reason that things will go worse. I have yeah. a client, um, she, she's pregnant right now, she has a business, and she's telling me, it's so hard, Maria, to, to do well in my business because I'm pregnant and I'm nauseous all the time. I'm like, yeah, all right, let's have a little pity party. So, oh, must be feeling terrible. She is feeling terrible. I'm not saying she's not. And I'm like, okay, let's immediately start on gratitude. What are you grateful for? And let me tell you, she was not very grateful for many things, but eventually she got into it. And we got a list from like two to three to five to 10 things to 20 things. And afterwards I said, do you see how you have the power to switch your mood? And she said, yeah, but I still won't complain. I said, yeah, but do you realize that's just your addiction, your victim that wants to complain? You are powerful. You can do it. I'm like, what is the great thing that happened? Well, it turns out that she has some client appointments in the next week that could lead to clients. I'm like, okay, focus on creating clients. Don't worry about what happened in the past. And even if you don't feel perfect, just say, I declare my morning perfect. Why? Because you can. Henry Ford famously said, if you think you can, you're right. And if you think you can't, cannot you're right so what are you going to choose so let's take this back a little bit so you were talking about it's often time the breakthrough happens right after the breakdown do you think that that happens because of the fact that you finally give up trying to do it a specific way when in reality it has to be a different way why do you think that that occurs and can people the- think about that in the meta to make it happen faster in their lives Absolutely. So I am very stubborn. I tend to think that things are supposed to go one way. And my life has taught me that I cannot have it my way. What I can do is set intentions. What are my intentions? The how is part of what the universe does. And I am not God. I'm sorry. So I kind of let that job to someone else. I take care of what my intention is. And then that's where I stop. And I say, okay, universe, you take care of the rest. I'm going to do my job. I'm going to do the best I can. So I'm not going to slack off. It's not like, oh, it's not permission to be inactive and sit around and meditate. I mean, I'm a spiritual person, but let me tell you, I am an action girl. I like action. I like results. I'm a practical person. But... You start with the intention, that's all you get to say. And then you accept, you receive in gratitude what comes. Whatever coming is good. It took me many years to understand that. Years and years and years ago, I saw a movie called The Secret. 
And um, I'm sure a lot of you have seen that movie. And uh, Rhonda Bryan, who, who's the um, person behind that movie, said that she was getting a lot of bills and she was focusing on gratitude. She was looking at the bills and saying, oh, my God, more money for me. So she was like saying, is there money going out? This is money coming in tenfold. And at the time I heard it and I was like, oh, that's a nice story. But, you know, when you have bills, what you're thinking of is like, money's going out. My bank account is going down. I'm getting stressed. And when that happens to me, I stop and I'm like, oh, Maria, you forgot what you're teaching again. So I stop myself and I say, okay, let's switch back to gratitude. Is it amazing that I have a company? Yes. Is it amazing that I have employees? Yes. Are my employees amazing? Absolutely. Each and every one of them are handpicked and they are brilliant. They're amazing. So if I see them, if I look at them, I am so grateful for them. And I focus on gratitude. I focus on the things that we do. We play a game in my team. We, we call our wins. Like whatever happens, we're like, this is our win today. Because we can focus on the things that are wrong or we can focus on the wins. So we focus on the wins and commitments. And that's it. So when I say that we set the intentions, that's the beginning. It sounds very simplistic. And especially for people like me, who are, I, I'm a very smart girl, what can I say? And smart people, we have trouble because we are trained by our school system, by our society to look for and anticipate what will go wrong. And that's an ingrained habit. It's like, okay, well, this happened, but let's say play this scenario all the way till things go wrong. So we don't get excited. We don't feel happy. We, we're just going down and down and everything will eventually go wrong and we'll die. And I'm like, why are we playing this game? Why can't we play what will go right? And see, what I realized after years and years of working on this field is that things happen where our mind goes. Our mind, our imagination is one incredible tool. And I want to make a differentiation. It's not you, it's a tool. And you can use this tool productively by making your mind think creative solutions, positive outcomes, and decide on intentions. And let the mind come up with solutions. Because guess what? The same way you can come up with all the things that could potentially go wrong, we call this fear, false, intention, uh, false expectations appearing real, Instead of going to fear, go into gratitude, go into appreciation, go into excitement. What can go right? And think of those things. So train your mind, retrain your mind. And, and you're probably going to tell me, Maria, you make it sound so easy. You're probably trained differently than me. And I'm like, uh, no, not at all. Let me tell you, I came up with all these ideas because I was in a wheelchair. I was broke. My fiance had left me. My business was non-existent. I, 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 I was so broke, like I qualified not only for welfare, I qualified for food stamps. And I had lost everything, everything. And that didn't happen just once for me. That happened multiple times for me to understand that when we lose everything, what we lost is what we knew. But there's some really great things we gained. 
And I have been doing this practice. And I realized I was brainwashed by my upbringing, by society, by education, by my parents to be negative. So I brainwashed myself, literally brainwashed myself to be positive. One thing I read is that when, um, when you hear something when you sleep, you get brainwashed. So guess what? Whenever I sleep, I listen to positive affirmations and audio tapes. It used to be the whole entire night. Now I just do it for an hour or two. But I bring positive messages in. Why? Because I want my mind to remember those. I don't, I mean, I grew up very abused and I, I was told very, I, I was abused in every possible way. Let me tell you, bad things happened to me back when I was a victim, right? So I, when I was growing up, I was told that I'm fat, ugly, stupid, and useless, and that I will never do anything good in my life. That was the programming I grew up with. Okay, I could run that program until I'm dead, or I can say, hey, heck no, I am amazing, I'm extraordinary, I'm smart, I'm funny, I'm beautiful, I'm engaging, I am one of those people that you want to meet. New programming, why not? So literally, I reprogram my mind. And I say this for those of us who have difficult backgrounds, it's very easy to give up and say, you know what, I'm broken. I am broken beyond repair. I, you know, for me, it's over, game over. And you know what? People have told me even that. People have told me, even I had a coach who fired me saying that I am broken beyond repair. And I was like, I don't believe that. I am amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, it took me a little bit of time to get over it. But I always, when people put me down, I get out because I truly believe that this life is my choice. And if I'm here, I better do it right because we only get one life. That's it. There's no do-over. So better get it right this time. Everyone who listens to our show knows Tim and I are passionate about obtaining financial freedom through real estate investing. We also know that everyone's situations and goals are different. And while there are programs out there that show you a path to financial freedom, many of these programs are just too cookie cutter and don't take your personality, situation, and desired outcome into account. Think about the number of times that you've watched a guru online and tried to do the exact same thing as they did, but had nowhere near the same results. You are not alone. When I got started, I was continually paying for courses and getting only partial results until I discovered the path that made sense for me. The results prove this out. Most online course creators have let us in on their dirty secrets that 90 to 95% of their students never complete their course and achieve their desired outcome. This is not something that we're okay with. The benefit of working with Tim and I is that we are interviewing between 5 and 20 people every single week. We have accumulated hundreds of seven-figure strategies and gotten inside scoop from these successful entrepreneurs. We're able to work with you to pick the strategy that will best fit and then help you create the custom plan to take you quickly into financial freedom. As a former math teacher, I always taught my students that the fastest way between two points is a straight line. If you want to get rid of the many curves in the road that can make the journey longer and more costly, then go to coaching.freedomchaserspodcast.com and book a call with us. And let's get you on a straight line path to freedom. So obviously positive perspective, a creator mentality, uh, full level of accepting responsibility. So let's say you have all those in place. You've switched your mindset to a positive mindset. You're taking full responsibility. You have no money in the bank. You have a business that's failing. Uh, how do, you, how do you create revenue? How do you build team when you have no, nothing going? Is it okay if I say something? Yeah. If you change your mindset 
And if you have the positive attitude, things actually change. I, I know it doesn't sound like it's true. It, I, I'm, I'm a very spiritual person, very philosophical. In the Tao Te Ching, one of the beautiful um, Eastern uh, texts that I greatly admire, one of the key messages is as we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. So you're saying, well, I'm looking at my hand. Is my hand going to change because I looked at it? It's like, yeah, it will. It definitely will. If I look at it thinking that I'm horrible, ugly, and whatever, it's not going to look pretty. If I look at it and say, oh, my God, I'm so beautiful, then, you know, it's going to be, wow, look at my hand. It's so interesting. Oh, very interesting, beautiful hand. Why? Because I decide that, right? But as you change the way you look at things, things change. Literally, reality changes. When you change, and I don't mean fake. I, I, I really want to bring this. I meet some people who are, oh, I remember there was this one lady, she came to be a client. She didn't end up signing up. She, I just had one or two sessions with her. And uh, she's like, oh, but I'm Mrs. Positive. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, whatever happens, I am happy. I'm like, okay, tell me more. And then, and then she went on to say how her husband was horrible. She was getting upset, but no matter what you did, what he did, she, she, she managed to always find something positive at the end. And I'm like, okay. So she spent like three hours complaining about her husband and then five minutes like turning it around, saying how positive it is and going around pretending that it's okay. Inside, she felt it was not okay. She was really angry. And guess what? That is fake. When I say gratitude, I don't mean gratitude for things that are fake. People say fake it until you make it. And yeah, you can do that. But only in the fact that you can say, I am grateful for, and then look for something. And I, I can tell you when I played that gratitude game. So in 2004 is when I was in a wheelchair. Then I got out of the wheelchair. And then I had lots of accidents, lots of diseases, lots of horrible things happened. And I kept going back in the hospital. The last very serious accident I had, I had what they call a near-death experience. I literally died and I came back. And when I came back, <laughs> surprise, I had landed on my face. So like my jaw was dislocated, my teeth were all broken. You know, my, my hand was broken in multiple places. My back was actually broken. I had lacerations everywhere. So I'm in the hospital in a lot of pain. Do you think I was grateful? <laughs> Not so Very much. Hard. Yeah. But I was playing the gratitude game. Why? Because I found, I, I already had this practice in place and I already knew the things to do. So I said, okay, I am grateful. Well, what could I be grateful for? Well, I always had a trick. In the hospital, every day, the one thing, the only thing during that time that did not hurt was my eyebrows. So I'll always start. Number one, I'm grateful my eyebrows don't hurt. And I'm in the hospital, so they change the sheets every day. So I'm grateful I have clean sheets. Um, my mother was with me. I'm grateful my mother is supporting me through this. So I will start with three automatic things. So just jog, because that is something I was actually grateful for, honestly, every day. And then I will like, look around and try to come up. It will take me in the beginning maybe five minutes for the next number. Oh, maybe the weather was good, right? 
or maybe like there was, but I'm in a hospital and because it was an emergency, I was in a room with like five, six people, all of them, you know, like moaning and groaning and yelling and it was horrible, right? So I couldn't find many things I was grateful for, but I was noticing little things. And I was like, oh, I can be grateful for that. Let's say there's a butterfly. Oh my God, I'm so grateful for the butterfly. I'm grateful for the cloud. I was noticing little things. And as I was going up in the numbers, it was getting easier and easier for me to notice things I'm grateful for. And for me, the magic number was 150. So yeah, it took me hours, but guess what? I was grateful because I had lots of time because I had nothing else to do. I was stuck in a hospital bed, right? Why not? But at 150 or so, my pain disappeared. I was in tremendous pain. Right. And I didn't, I, I had already do, gone down the route of being addicted to painkillers. I didn't want to go down that route. So I knew what I was doing. I knew that I didn't want to be in pain. And yet, my circumstances, I have a broken back. Well, that doesn't necessarily hurt because some nerves were not necessarily functioning at the time. But there were so many other things that hurt. Um, but any movement, any movement hurt right? It, it was impossible for me to go to the bathroom. So they had put a catheter on me and yeah, eventually became grateful for my catheter, even though I hated it because suddenly that meant that I didn't have to move that much. I will find anything and everything. And it, it sounds like, am I stupid? Sure. If you want to call me stupid, go for it. Am I playing a Pollyanna game? Yeah, sure. Of course, on purpose. But that is what I'm grateful for. So when my business is not doing well and I focus on what is not going well, oh, I don't have money in the bank right now. I can't make the bills. I can't do this. Things just go worse. When I shift my focus towards positive things, the universe responds by changing what is happening. And suddenly I have good things happening. So when you say, well, what is somebody who still is grateful and is not having money, I will say, please look at and see, are you actually finding gratitude in your heart or are you faking it? Because if you're faking it, it's not going to work. It has to be true. Emotions are really the quickest way of knowing where you are. It's, it's, our, it's almost like our emotions can tell us very quickly what vibration we're at. There is a great scale by Dr. Hawkins on uh, the calibrated levels of consciousness that literally you can look. If you type calibrated levels of consciousness on Google, or someplace, you will see whatever you're feeling, that's your vibration. So if you're feeling depressed, your vibration is pretty low. It's under 100. If you're feeling shame, you're at 20. So shift that. And you know what? It's your choice. It's your choice. If you're feeling shame and, and somebody put shame on you, it's like, that's their opinion, not your opinion. Shift, no. shift it. What? What role does strategy play in your businesses? Is it is for Absolutely. you and your businesses? Is it sole focus on the energy that you're putting out, or how does that no, work? No, absolutely not. I I do want to say that um, if you think of the universe, I I always like to explain using the yin and the yang. You, you've all seen this yin yang scene, right? The, the two little circles in between. So our world is a world of balance and a world 
of perfect balance. So whatever is, if you want to think of it as black and white, if you think of male and female, if you want to think of it as dark and light, if you want to think of it as high and low, everything is duality in this world. And this is how we operate. So I always like to think of the yang as the set forces and the yin as the flowing forces. So if I think of the river, the yang, so the planning, the uh, KPIs, the uh, deadlines, the, the, the processes, the systems, all this is the riverbed, the hard things, the things that are keeping things in place. And the flow is the river. In, we tend to focus a lot on systems, process, KPIs, forgetting the energy. And energy people, I have to say that um, very often they're like, oh, life is good. I'm just going with the flow. And I'm like, okay, what are you doing? We're in business. And maybe they're not in business and that's okay. But if you're in business, you better have some systems some place in, in place systems and process. Otherwise, what are you thinking? We're in business to make money. If you're in business for something else, then maybe you're not in business. So if you're not looking at revenue, at predictions, at expectations, then you're not really thinking ahead. So we plan. We do our best. We put everything in the riverbed. And then we let the river flow. So very often when people say, it's like, didn't you just say, just go with the flow? And I'm like, no, not at all. Going with the flow implies doing nothing. I do everything in my power. I am in action. I choose my action and I am in action. And then I let go of the outcome because I don't control the timing of the results. I control the intention. I can, I can only control four things, what I think, what I say, what I do, and I also believe what I feel. Everything else is outside my control. Am I controlling the weather? Probably not. I mean, arguably, maybe, but, you know, it, it will take a tremendous amount of effort to control the weather. Am I controlling the economy? Probably not. Am I controlling who's at war with whom? Probably not. So why am I focusing on those? If you find yourself spending even one minute of your time worrying about the war, if you're not a part of the war, you're wasting your time in negative thoughts, period. Seriously. Yeah, 100%. Are you involved in the war? Yeah. So when you are, let's say things are flowing, business is great, things are going well, you're in a state of flow, you're grateful, the structure is good then all of a sudden things change. The process, do you first look at the flow? Do you first look at the riverbed? How, what is you your first goal? look at the riverbed. Yeah. The reason things go wrong, if they go wrong, is because somebody forgot their discipline. And as I said, I'm not here to, to tell anybody to be lazy. I am sorry, I don't believe in get-rich-quick schemes. <laughs> that doesn't exist. We are in business and it's a process and you do this process as it's supposed to be happening. So if, if somebody is grateful, 
I, I have a client, it's so funny, like he's grateful, things are great. And, and the first thing he does is stop being grateful. Guess what happens? Things stop flowing. So we set the discipline. We do our discipline as if our life depended on it because it does. Because so many things happen in a, such a wrong way for me and I have been through so much pain. I ask the question, can we do it without the pain? And the answer is yes, but there's still a trade-off and the trade-off is discipline. So those practices that we do, those disciplines that we do, need to be in place and cannot be forgotten. If you're saying, well, I'll do it tomorrow because I'm feeling lazy, well, guess what? You're out of integrity. You're out of your discipline. And this is not because you're not in the flow. Of course you're in the flow, but you maintain the flow. If, if you're a meditator and you meditate two hours a day, that is what increases the flow. Why would you stop? If you stop, then the flow stops. If you look around and look at successful people, remember, success leaves clue. If you look at people who are truly successful, they have tremendous military discipline in place. And usually CEOs, you can track their movement, the, the clock with their movements. They're, they wake up at a certain time, they do the exercise, they do their morning routine, they start work, they read the newspaper, they read the stock market, or whatever they're doing. They're, everything is time. Why? Because they're extremely disciplined. Discipline creates focus, and focus is what brings extraordinary results in. Focus is like saying, okay, I want this, and they get it. So absolutely discipline is in place. So if I, I usually say if, if you were meditating and uh, you absolutely stop for a few weeks or months, then definitely look into the flow. But most people, the first obvious thing is they forgot their discipline. If your discipline, so for example, if your discipline is to be doing a gratitude list per day, you do your gratitude list. It's not an optional thing. It's not, oh, well, I don't feel like doing it because I don't feel grateful. Well, yeah, stay there. Remember my example in the hospital? Do you think I was grateful where my back was broken and everything was inflamed and in pain? No, absolutely not. So I chose to be grateful. Everything's your choice. And I want to remind you, you choose. And business, literally, your results depend on your attitude. They really do. When I meet people and they start telling me how the economy is bad, the next thing I expect to hear is how their business is broken. When I meet people and they tell me I need help fixing those things, I'm like, oh, your business is doing really well already, isn't it? I know. It's very easy. Very, very easy. Love it. What is your vision for your life and business next 12 to 18 months? Absolutely. So I, oh, I have spent a lot of time hiding from the world. I, I'm pretty happy. I, I have the life of my dreams. I travel around the world. I live around the world. I have an international business. I, I have amazing clients that I adore. I don't need anything. And I came to realize that I was being a little bit selfish. It's okay to be selfish, but I, I'm like, if my life is over tomorrow, what will I want to have done? And so I want to touch more people. I want to grow the business, not so much in terms of like 
growing because I want my life to be more complicated. And that's part of the reason I was resisting it. But because by growing the business, I can reach more people. I can help more people. Because I believe that by inspiring leaders, by helping leaders become the best versions of themselves, what I'm doing is I'm helping their companies. I'm helping thousands of families. And to me, that is a life worth living. So um, the, the vision I have is to increase visibility, to increase uh, to increase the reach, I'm actually writing a new book um, on uh, on these topics, on on how to in the things that I teach, so I can reach more people with these messages. Because even though they're for me now, they seem obvious and simple. I remember Maria twenty years ago, and I wish somebody had told me those things. So. I decided that I'm going to be that person who gives the messages to the world because truly we have enough naysayers, we have enough negative people, more than enough. We need inspired people. So by being inspired, by helping people, we're actually allowing ourselves to be the leaders that we want to be. I believe that the business world is changing, the new paradigm is emerging, and we are the leaders of the future. And we change the paradigm by creating our own paradigm. Our own paradigm is what is going to be the future. When, when I meet people, they're like, oh, my God, you're so amazing. And I'm like, great. Do what I do. Be who I am. I want you to be successful. I, I thrive on getting people to be successful. Because to me, that is one more person that is making the world a better place. And that is how we solve the world problems. I love it. Maria, thank you so much for coming on, sharing about your life and business. I think one of the things that I've taken away most from this is that the focus on gratitude and the focus on the positive energy is not at the expense of discipline, right? And I love the duality of the concept of the flow of the river and the structure of the bed. I think that's a very beautiful analogy. Um, and so that's what I'm really taking away from this. But guys, if you're out there listening, you might be taking away something completely different. Whatever you took away from this episode, write it down, share it with somebody you know so they can hold you accountable because freedom is acquired one action at a time. And if you take steps day by day before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Engagement is like gold to us. We can't do what we're doing without it. Reviews and subscriptions, particularly on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, are worth more than money. So please do what you can to support the show. 